If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. Anchor is free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. With a population of just over 20,000, Chester, Virginia sits just 12 miles south of Richmond, Virginia. According to FBI crime data, the odds of becoming a victim of property crime or violent crime is 1 in 51. Chester is a bedroom community along State Route 10, bounded by the city of Richmond. It was established in 1611 by Sir Thomas Dale and inhabited by the Appomattox tribe where Pocahontas grew up. Chesterfield County is a quaint suburban town like many throughout the United States. It has expansive woodlands, lush with green beauty, and miles of trails begging to be hiked. It is home to notable actors like Devin Druid from 13 Reasons Why, and Mark Parson, a former NFL cornerback for the Houston Texans and New Orleans Saints. But it's also home to stabbings, auto thefts, homicides, and drug problems. Thank you for listening to In Search Of, Missing in America. You can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, or Patreon by typing the phrase In Search Of, Missing in America, or on Twitch with the username Help Find the Missing. You can also email me at insearchofmissinginamerica at gmail.com. This is a one-man show, and any donations are welcomed, but not necessary. You can also submit case information if you would like me to feature a story. Thirty-six-year-old Cody Graham went missing on April 27, 2020 around 10 p.m. in Chesterfield County, Virginia. 
Cody was in the infancy of his recovery with drug addiction to heroin and methamphetamines. During that late spring evening, in a purported state of drug-induced paranoia, Cody left his home that he shared with his grandmother, never to be seen or heard from again. His case has not received much attention in the media and allegedly has not received much attention with a local police department. I had the pleasure and honor of speaking to Cody's sister, Crystal. She explains who Cody was as a person, what kind of work he did, and the hobbies he enjoyed. Cody is silly. <laughs> he likes to be silly and make people laugh um, and work. He was all about making money. He could never have enough money because he wanted to make sure he had money to pay bills and do whatever it is that he wanted to do. So he was really, really into money. He was a welder before all this crazy stuff happened. Um, he was working for a welding company, making pretty decent money. He liked to build things and fix things. He liked to fix up houses and um, didn't know a thing about cars, but decided one day, you know, I need to brakes on my car. And he was like, I'm going to YouTube it. And he changed my brakes just like he knew what he was doing his whole life. And he can draw very well kind of a homebody so he didn't really talk to a lot of people he was kind of more of a homebody he didn't he wasn't really a drinker so I don't think he's been out to a bar since great day I don't know over 10 years ago Cody's sister, Crystal, explains that Cody struggled with drug addiction from heroin to methamphetamine, but he had recently tried to find sobriety through inpatient treatment. Sadly, Cody would fall back into meth addiction before he went missing. Um, I can start off with I don't want to paint a bad picture of him but it'll all make sense if I just go from the beginning um he was on drugs for a while um and then he started doing well and was working and making money had his own house had a car got his license back then he got mixed up um back in the drugs again and this time it was meth so it caused mental issues to where he was extremely paranoid and thought everywhere we went somebody somewhere in the car in the grocery store somebody was after him he swore people were hacking his phones um they were trying to kill him and it was just it was just a crazy time and so one morning i think it was sunday evening I think uh, in April the end of April he was extremely paranoid and ran out of my grandma's house and just kept running 
and they didn't think to alert anybody until the next day when my mom filed a missing persons report. Cody's sister, Crystal, was able to get Cody into a 72-hour inpatient program. He was on Suboxone for the heroin addiction. His doctor, um, he's never been back. He was just so paranoid and so worried about everything that I told him, you know, I knew something was wrong. So I said, let's go here. I said, maybe these people can help you with what's going on. And I said, and think about it. This is the safest place you could be. I always ask about distinguishing marks with missing persons cases. Things like tattoos that can be run through recognition databases can identify an unknown person. Whether or not a person has had surgery, such as joint replacements or pacemakers, can be helpful since there are serial numbers on devices that can link a person. I asked Crystal if Cody had any distinguishing marks. He had tattoos everywhere. Pretty much his neck, his chest, both arms, down both legs, on his stomach. Just lots and lots of tattoos. Cody also had a unique tattoo on his fingers, that of skeletons. Like if you were to x-ray his hand, what his bones would look like under his skin. asked Crystal whether or not Cody had any health problems. She said that in the spring of 2020, Cody had been in a severe car accident, fracturing his pelvis. On the day he went missing, Cody had not fully recovered from his injury. Um... Not really. Um, He did have, I think they diagnosed him with a hiatal hernia because he was in a pretty bad car accident uh, somewhere around like March, I think it was. March, April. No, March. I asked Crystal whether or not Cody's car accident might have played a part in him going missing. For example, maybe Cody was more depressed than usual. Or maybe Cody's use of pain medication led him back down the road of addiction, causing him to have an increased use in methamphetamines or heroin. I think that um, the car accident might have had something to do with it, along with the fact that the girl he was dating um, and very much in love with, um, they were going through lots of issues because she's mentally unstable. 
and was causing him to kind of go down her path almost, I would say. And we finally got him away from her and got him to my grandma's house so he could heal because she wasn't taking care of him like he needed to be taken care of to heal. Um, and then he would just keep going back and forth, back and forth. When I interview families, I always ask if the person could have gone missing because they felt they were in danger. Yeah, I think he definitely took off because he felt he was in danger. Um, And there is where we're at. It's a ton of woods, like miles and miles and miles of woods. And several days before that, he had ran through the woods as well and cut his legs up and stuff because he just ran and didn't pay attention to whatever was cutting him and smacking him in the legs and stuff. Yeah, it was uh, probably the day before we, he went missing. We I took him to the grocery store. He said, I need to get some food. And when we got in the grocery store, he was being very fidgety, like taking the grocery cart and turning it from side to side up on two wheels on each side and just kind of weaving in and out like I don't know what he was trying to do. And then he would quit, come over to me real fast and you see that man over there? He's got a gun. He wants to kill us. We need to get out of here. And I'm like, and I would try calmly to explain to him, I promise you. I said, I absolutely promise you that is just a random, normal man shopping with his family. Just trying to get groceries for each other. I said, they, they're not concerned with us at all whatsoever. And he was like, yes, yes, he is. I saw him. I just heard him talking and da 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 and just had an extreme paranoia moment to where I just, well, okay, we need to go. Crystal and I talked more in depth about Cody's disappearance. Cody had checks that had not been cashed and bank accounts that had not been touched. They even searched a nearby meth camp to no avail. Let's listen on as Crystal describes their search for Cody. There is an area um, that I found out through the police and um, just random people talking that there is a meth camp somewhere in the woods, somewhere around here, uh, like several miles into the woods. Nobody had seen or heard anything. He literally disappeared. Like zero contact with anybody. Like literally no one that he's ever spoken to in his entire life has heard from him. He had a check um, from for seven, eight hundred dollars, which has never been cashed. It wasn't like Cody to just disappear. Crystal and I continue our conversation. No, he has never done anything like this before. 
hate to say it, but to me, he also has an identical twin brother. And his brother, we feel like, I don't know, like he's not with us anymore. No matter how bad off he's ever gotten in his entire life, he has always stayed in contact with the family. Especially with our mother and grandmother. Which is another reason that unfortunately makes me think the worst. Because his whole probably last year or two has been, probably two years, has been making money, making sure he has his Suboxone and staying in contact with my mother. Because he was very dependent upon her to do things that he wasn't sure how to do it or what to do he would go to her or come to me you know i need for you to help me with this application or help me with that i asked crystal whether or not she felt the police were doing everything they could to help find cody And the, when the police, the detective, did the uh, pinging on the phone, the last known ping before the phone died was up the road here a couple miles um, off into the woods where it's the largest wooded area, if you look at it from a satellite view. The police said that they checked the area right here because right here where we're at is the woods. Um, but like I've told my mother, she needs to talk to them 400,000 times <laughs> that he did not run this way. He is not, or was not over in this area that they needed to check that section where the phone pinged because that was his last known location as far as technology. And they have not, they keep coming up with excuses on why they can't check there. I will be completely honest. I don't think they're doing anything. I've talked to my mother about it. I told her I feel like that they are treating this like, oh, this is just another junkie out on a bench. And he'll eventually come back once he's done. The police won't. Um, the detective had said that um, his first excuse was because of COVID. They couldn't get a search team together. And then the second excuse was his boss said, no. We've already checked the phone records and looked through his Facebook. I asked Cody's sister, Crystal, whether or not Cody might have been suffering from mental illness, and perhaps that's what caused him to go missing. Well, I think it's from the fact that he was so out there mentally that he just took off into these woods that he's not familiar with, and the terrain is not the nicest there are some sections where it just completely drops off down into a, a large ravine. Um, 
I feel he hasn't been diagnosed by a psychiatrist, but I feel like he had hypochondria. Um, because he was constantly concerned about why is this muscle twitching and why is this doing this and what is going on and always feeling himself like pushing on his stomach and and so one morning I think it was Sunday evening I think uh, in April the end of April he was extremely paranoid and ran out of my grandma's house and just kept running and they didn't think to alert anybody until the next day when my mom filed a missing persons report i also asked crystal whether or not there were any search parties organized to help find cody Mom had put up um, some flyers and then along, you know, with the news, the detective discouraged against reward money because he said it that makes everybody come out of the woodwork and say, oh, yeah, I saw him such and such a place, even though it didn't really happen. Just trying to, you know, get the money pretty much. Checked hospitals and jails and prisons and everything uh, the mental health facilities cannot indulge information because of the HIPAA law I asked Crystal if she could describe which way Cody was traveling when he went missing would have been going uh, according to that ping it would have been south on Route 1 towards, uh, I think it was a 95 interchange. Tragically, Cody and his daughter had just rekindled their relationship when he went missing. His oldest daughter is just, she doesn't know what to do because they had his, her mother had kept her away for most of her life. And when she got older, she was like, I want my dad. So she finally got reunited back with him and they were starting, you know, to bond their relationship. And then this happened. So she's kind of all beside herself. Like, I just got my dad back. Now I don't know what to do. This recording was done with the full cooperation of family and friends of Cody Graham. I would also like to take this time to thank Larissa Koshkina and Alex Ortiz Schofield for their royalty-free images and music. You can find their art on pixabay.com.